Hello, hello, gossipers. Welcome back to Gossipin', the podcast where we gossip while we sip. On this episode, the ladies have brought on a special guest and one of our favorite content creators, Jazz, aka Just Jazzy IDK. So let's cheers to her, ladies. Cheers! Cheers. Welcome to Gossipin'. Cheers to my tequila. We love tequila, so... You're in great company. I'm drinking water because I'm preparing for this weekend since it's Halloween. That's really smart. Yes, we have a long long list of festivities this weekend. You and me both. Okay, so speaking of that, well, we can start there. So I saw that you're moving to New York. I'm based in New York. Vanessa also used to live in New York. And then Natalie's in Orlando and Jeanette's in Orlando. So that's where we all will be this weekend in Orlando. Fucking shit up. Wow. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, we're super excited. Definitely going to be a lot of drinking. Uh, so that's why I'm drinking water and not alcohol today. Always catching with tequila. Uh, it's like it. my brand. I'm more of a gin girl. Um, okay. Lately whiskey, but usually I'm a I gin girl. whiskey phase. She goes yes. hard. She goes whiskey hard. Whiskey and lemonade. <laughs> you cannot go wrong. Oh, I've been like drinking whiskey straight, like enough to like. Okay. Respect. Yes. Like, like an old man. Um, my mom tells me I drink like an old white man. So there's that. Um, but yeah. the same thing. <laughs> okay, great. So feel free to introduce yourself to our listeners. Just give us like a quick rundown on who you are, where you're from. Um, I'm Jazz. Um, my handle and everything is just Jazzy IDK with three Z's. I'm from Alaska originally. Grew up there um, eight years of my life. Cold, dark, depressing. Would not recommend. Um, lived in Dallas, Denver, Arizona, and I'm moving to New York in two days. So that's where I'm at. I'm in Arizona right now, but I'm in New York in two days. So very excited for that. Oh my God, two days. Yes, but who's counting? You counting down. <laughs> Have you always wanted to move to NYC? It's been like, like an ideal thing for me. Like I've always thought New York like sounded like ideal, but like I never had a job that would let me live there. And so I took a new job right. a few months ago that was remote so I could like live anywhere. And I was just like, my lease was up and it just kind of made sense. And now it's like finally happening. And I'm like, wow, this is like so much. Oh, <laughs> um, but I'm That's excited. awesome. Aw, how exciting. Oh, I love New York. We have to get together when you move here. Super down. Why New York? Do you want to pursue content creating full time or do you have your eyesight on a bigger prize? Like what, you know, what is it about New York that you've always wanted to move there? Well, like being from Alaska, like anywhere that's like a big city just like seems like a like a dream, I guess. New York just like always been like a like you see it in movies, you see it in TV shows, just like kind of sounds like a fun thing to do. And then like as like TikTok grew and like other things grew, it's like it just like makes sense to be in a space like New York or LA. And I would never live in LA. It's not my vibe. It's not for me. Could never be done. Same. Um, so New York was like a better happy medium. <laughs> so when the opportunity like presented itself, I was like, that's where I'm going. And I I ideally want to do content full time. I want to quit my job in the next six months or so. Oh, what a great goal. Oh, wow. Look at you. You, are, you already have a plan in place, huh? Is your job listening to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Is that why your manager like, called you? <laughs> I like just started this job um, in August. Too. It was actually my TikTok manager that called me. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's cool. So what is it? So let's, you know, get into this a little bit, because I think that's how we all, um, you know, came to know you really was TikTok. So do you want to kind of take us down 
how you started? Was it like out of pandemic boredom, which seems like how most people get their following or uh, what was it like getting started on that? Yeah. So I was at my job for a little over two years and I was like obsessed with my job. I loved it. Like I never understood how someone could work a job that they didn't like because I genuinely like loved my job so much. And I was there for a little over two years and I got laid off when COVID happened. Um, And I was like shocked that I got laid off because I was like, ranked like number one like in my department for like literally every single like metric (laughs) but I got laid off and I was like distraught and like I was like so depressed and I was like TikTok and so I downloaded the app and started posting on there like as a joke and um, I started posting like Grey's Anatomy and Glee and like vlogs and just like me not caring about anything and just like kind of progressed and to like more and more and more And like this year, it's like really progressed to like where I can actually make money off of it. But I really enjoy it. It's like it's like a happy app. Do you remember (laughs) your first viral video? Yeah, Um, my first viral video was a video. I was on The Price is Right um, a couple of years ago. Oh, I saw it. Oh, my God, yes. There was like this trend of like like the Hannah Montana song where it's like, um, gosh, what is it? Is it the one? Sometimes I'm lazy, I get bored, like whatever that song is. Oh, okay. Oh, um, the, uh, yeah, I get lazy. I get scared. I get scared. I get silly. Whatever that song is. Yeah. Um, like, you were like, you can't be seen. I was like, made a joke about like how I can't go to the store without being recognized and the price is right, which is obviously a joke because like only old people watch that. And like that video went viral. So I like fell to the ground because I was like shocked that I won anything. Um, so that was my first viral video. Okay, so now we obviously have to ask you how in the hell you got on The Price is Right. So random. So I went to L.A. for my birthday weekend, and I went, like, skydiving to an NFL game, and I was going to go to The Price is Right because, like, the tickets are free, and just, like, sit in the audience, and, like, they choose you completely random. Like, they watch you, like, when you're in line all day because you're in line for, like, four hours. They just, like, watch people who are in line, and they randomly pick you based off of your energy. And so my friend were, like, going crazy because they also sit you, like, in the theater based off of your energy. So when we got into the theater to get seated, we went crazy. We got sat in the front row. And you don't know that you get picked until they flip a sign that says your name. And they flip the sign for the guy who's reading the name is like, come on down. And so, like, oh, wow. I saw my name and I literally had a heart attack. Like, I thought I was going to The reactions die. are real. It's not I They're that. so real. It's so genuine. And it's like... I used to watch the show and be like, why is it so hard for you to guess? Because I used to watch it yeah. when I was staying home sick when I was a kid. I'm like, yeah. seriously, you can't figure that out? The pressure of being on that stage with lights and everyone yelling numbers at you, like, you cannot think straight. And I have so much sympathy and, like, empathy for people who, I'm like, I'm like, I can't believe I was shooting on you before because, like, it's so hard. Like, and you literally, like, you're, like, not even there. Like, you're not actually there. <laughs> it feels like... It's a outer body experience. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and I had an asthma attack in between, literally in between, like, the scenes. Like, I, when I spun, I spun the wheel, I oh the showcase. And so when I spun the wheel and I found out I was going to the showcase, it was, like, a commercial break and, like, explaining the rules for the showcase and, like, how, how like, people have been, like, over-guessing. So, like, don't over-guess that makes, like, the show not fun. And I was like, I can't breathe. I basically passed out. But it was, like, the best day of my life. Did you win anything? (laughs) Yeah. 
I won my, I was the only person from my episode to win the game. Like, you know how people go up and they play a game? Like, yeah, everyone yeah, lost yeah. their game, but I won my game. So the crowd was like so crazy. Then I went to the showcase, people were just yelling numbers. I'm like, I have no idea how much a Jeep costs. I can't even think. <laughs> like, any other regular day, I could tell you what a Jeep cost. That day, when people are yelling things at you, I'm like, I, it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> so much pressure. So wait, what do you fun. win? What did you win? I haven't watched The Prices Right since I was like 10. Yeah, I, I don't right? think I've ever seen a full episode. I don't know what they win. Yeah, like a jet ski or something? So I won a exercise bike, a fridge, a pool <laughs> table, a TV, weights, and two cameras and accessories. Oh, wow. Honestly, that that's the nice. showcase. I could have won, won a Jeep, a Rainforest Cruise, and like something else, but the other person guessed close That's because you then, won so the I whole lost. thing, right? That's because yeah. you like, made it to the end and won the whole thing. So wait, so did they ship all this stuff out to you? Like after, yeah, like how does this work? Yeah. I don't know how so you can't, the price You right, can't tell anyone that you won. You can't tell anybody. So like, for 90 days, because like the show, I went on the sh- I filmed in December. The show didn't air until 90 days later. But you can't tell anyone or else you lose your prizes. And, like, they don't send your prizes until after the show airs to make sure that you don't tell anybody. It's like The Bachelor. Yeah, literally. So (laughs) I was like, yeah, it was crazy. Did you have to pay taxes on that? Because I've heard that a lot of people that win the lottery have to pay. Listen, I'm all about my money, okay? Get the coin. I would have been, like... And you don't have to answer this question, but me, I would have been like, okay, great. I get a fridge, a jet ski, a Range Rover. But... I have to pay for the taxes. Yeah, I would be upset if I had to pay taxes. Yeah, I owed like a couple thousand dollars in taxes that year because of all the stuff that I won. That's how they get you. I honestly, not to like sidetrack this conversation, but I did see, I saw (laughs) they talk about, you know, okay, the notorious Oprah, you get a car and you get a car and you get a car. So I Mm -hmm. didn't know, but she had a lot of backlash from that like year episode, whatever season, because all these people she specifically selected because they were like teachers or like firefighters, like people that actually didn't make a lot of money that needed a vehicle. And so she meant to do well, like the production and every, and like Oprah meant really well by giving away these vehicles, but we didn't know that they had to pay taxes on them. So, and it was probably a tax write off for her. Yeah. These poor people couldn't afford the taxes. And so they got so mad and they were trying to like not cancel because that wasn't really a thing back then, but they were really mad at Oprah for the car situation because of the taxes. How- yeah, super fair. It's a lot. It's a lot of money. But the thing is, like my stuff, like I sold my stuff. I was like, I don't need any of this. I shit. was about to ask, do um, you have so- any of it left or no? You have nothing. I have the cameras. I have the two cameras. I use them okay. for YouTube. But I sold well. My fridge actually ended up being out of stock. So like, we'll send you a check. I was like, thank you so much. Because oh there's no option for a cash prize. Instead, you have to take the, you have to take whatever you want. But the, my fridge was out of stock, and my exercise ba- bike was also out of stock. So I got two checks for both of those. So that was really nice. Um, but, the, but the TV I sold, the pool table I actually used in my apartment for like a year, and then I sold it afterwards. But I'm like, even like with selling all stuff, like I still made money because even after taxes. But like, how yeah. if I were to keep them, like then I'm yeah. like screwed tax wise. That's so, crazy. crazy. Oh my gosh, I did not know that you had to wait 90 days and you would have to pay taxes. So that's insane. Okay, cool. Well, now that we've talked about the prices, right, I would love to talk about um, how you've moved a lot, it looks like, from what I've seen on TikTok and your podcast and whatnot. So I know for me, I struggle. Well, one, I have anxiety. 
And I like meeting new people, but I'm like the worst at making friends. So I listened to your Bubble BFF episode because I thought that was so funny. So I just wanted you to talk a little bit more about that and your experiences there. Yeah, um, I have very bad anxiety and it's gotten better over the... I, I wouldn't say my anxiety has not gotten better, but I've gotten better at dealing with it. Mm-hmm. I think before I was like, I just want to get rid of my anxiety, but I learned that it's not going to go away just to find a way to cope with it type of thing. And like, I'm better at managing it now. But I move all the time and everywhere that I've moved, I haven't known any single person. Like I've always just moved because I got a new job or like my job transferred me or whatever it was. So I was just like, let's explore as many places as I can. Well, nothing's tying me down anywhere. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, oh, I'm lonely and I have no friends. Denver was the first place I used Bumble BFF at. You match with so many people and everyone on there is honestly super normal. Like no one was creepy, mm-hmm. but you would like mess with people and you wouldn't actually meet up or get anywhere. Like you I like I would have so many conversations, I would never actually meet anyone in person. It's kind of like dating apps in general. That's yeah. so no that's so fucking annoying. Why waste my time? This is, this is, no, I'm sorry. I'm mad for you. So you would just get, you would just chit chat with these people and like, you would make plans like, Hey, let's go to the park on Saturday no. and they wouldn't pull up or like what happened? Let me fight them. No plans. Like, you would just like <laughs> chit chat to get to know each other. Like, and talk like, on and on and on. It's like when you, yeah. it's like when you match with someone on a dating app and like, they never make plans to like meet up. It's Did you ever talk for days meet up and they didn't want to meet up or like you guys just never got around to it? No, it was just like a bunch of like mindfulness, like useless chit chatting. But what I realized was like, if you didn't like be like within the first three messages, be like, Hey, do you want to go grab a drink on Saturday? You were never going to meet. So I started realizing that. And so like, I started being like, Hey, do you want to go do this on this day? Like within the first three messages. And I started making all these friends but like when you try to have like a conversation first, like it's not going to go anywhere. Like you're going to message back and forth for like a week and then never hang out. So you have to be like, like set, have some initiative and be like, hey, you want to go grab a drink on Saturday to actually make friends. It's literally like, hey, I just need another body. Like I just need another person there. Let's yeah. just go do this. Yeah. And just pull up. It's like a blind date. And then like <laughs> yeah. you find out yeah. there. Do I want to hang out with this bitch again? Or, oh my God, that was the weirdest person I've and ever met. you know met. very quickly. Yeah. You know, within like the first five minutes. Exactly. Did you ever have moments where you met up with someone else, guy, woman, whatever, as friend, obviously, and maybe like you guys had a connection via the friendship DMs, but like when you were out, they were like dry or they were just very like bland and you're like, I could never be your friend. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that would happen all the time because I feel like people catfish you all the time on the cyber web. I don't trust these apps. Have you now that you have kind of, you know, started like growing online and stuff like that, and this will kind of uh, tie into what Joss wants to talk about, but are you now seeing, because obviously all creators talk about this, like how fake LA is and like all these people that are trying to use you or stuff like that. Have you gone to that point yet where you make friends and people are like, oh, let's make a TikTok together or has that not happened? I can tell very quickly when someone DMs me asking to hang out, like if you want to hang out because like you feel like you know who I am from social media and like you genuinely think you would just mesh as friends versus like I'm trying to get something from you. Mm. Um, And so like I'm very like, picky because like I'll hang out with anyone because like I just don't see myself as like a influencer like whatever you want to call it like I'm very like just like normal like whatever um just happened to happen like I got lucky whatever um but like 
there's like different wording and like different contexts that's used and people like reach out where you can tell like if they're like trying to gain something from being your friend or that they just genuinely think that you would like be good friends they've gotten better at detecting that and like choosing wisely based off of like what the message is yeah because you don't want to be someone like friends with someone who's just gonna be a cloud chaser basically yeah and like, yeah, you can definitely steer clear of that. They're easy to, to spot. <laughs> like you can spot a cloud chaser. Well, that's also like why I chose New York over LA. I, I feel like LA, like in LA and New York, both places people want things from you. Mm-hmm. People are upfront about it in New York. They're not upfront yeah. about it in LA. Like they're gonna fake it till they make it in LA, like about like what they want from you. But like you can they'll just tell you what they want in yeah. New York. Like from my experience at least. Like, I think I get it's a more straight up conversation versus like I'm gonna like fake being friends yeah. or whatever it's like make well people happen. in new york are also like more low-key i would say probably like they like to go out and but even going out isn't like i don't know see well it can be sceny but it's the vibes are it's different not. it's yeah, very different it's, it's a different vibe than la like i've literally gone out in like sneakers in new york all the time and i feel like in la unless you're wearing like streetwear it's not it's different like, yeah, it's like a different vibe altogether. So in, I in LA, no that. one goes out without like a video camera or, yeah. or like or their own personal photographer or assistant or calling the paparazzi on them if they even have that power. Like it's they go they don't just go out to have fun. Like they go out for a purpose of you know pushing exactly. Do you have a favorite city that you've lived in? Even obviously, you know, you haven't lived in New York yet, but out of the, cause you've moved not like the basic places. Like we're talking about New York and LA, you've moved yeah. into some other big cities. So what do you think was your favorite? I hate Alaska. I love to visit cause like it's home. And like, I love to visit in the summertime, but like, I will never live there. It's not for me. It's not, I'm a city girl. Like that is just not it for me. Yes. Yeah, so um, I'm a city girl. <laughs> Arizona. I lived here for four years. I'm over it. Would not live here again wouldn't recommend just not a fan like I've done my time over it not a fan um Dallas I liked Dallas but I liked Austin more if I would have been in Austin if I would have stayed in Texas longer um but wasn't my vibe Denver really liked it um just like a lot of like white ski town <laughs> like that's never gonna be me like we're not gonna mesh on that level like I would like live in, like, I would never say never to like living in Denver again. But, like, I, I know like New York is going to be the best fit at all the places like that I've like been in. Do you have any other places after that that you would consider? Yeah, I wanted to go to Vancouver actually in Canada and I, or London, but I didn't want to like, I didn't have the energy like during a pandemic to like figure out and navigate what that would look like for me and my dog. Vanessa's yeah. a Canadian. We have a fellow yes. Canadian with us on the call. Away. Yeah. Sorry. I was, my manager was now also messaging me from LA. <laughs> so she's like, send me all these documents and I'm like dying over here. But yeah, love Canada. So if you ever want to go, let's go. I'm down. I really We'll do. have some poutine. Like, there we go. I've I actually sort of want to stir the pot. I don't even know if it's stirring the pot a little bit, but I think on TikTok right now, there's a lot of privileged white content creators and not that people are trying to cancel them but it's just like they're giving sort of like a false narrative of what is new york Mm -hmm. so what are your thoughts on these content creators that obviously come from a different background than maybe some of us do that sort of take on a new city and then just not tarnish it but just give it something that it's really not you know what i mean i don't know if you've seen that in like arizona or texas or colorado but 
Yeah. I think people do what they need to do to get a check. Mm. So, like, uh, I just say, like, I, like, I respect it because they're running a business. Like, okay. there came a point where I got a certain following where I was, like, I have to be mindful of the fact that I'm running a business. Like, this, like, I have an LLC under my TikTok username. Like, I'm, like, signed with an agent. Like, I'm, 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 I'm staying genuine to who I am as a person. Right. But, like, at the same time, like, if I want to make this a full-time thing, like, I, I have to look at it as a business, like look at my analytics, what's performing well, what's not performing well, like all that kind of stuff. So I think people are taking, oh, if I do this, that's where success is going to come. I think you can get success in many different ways, but they're choosing that route. Right. And like, I'm not going to shit on you for choosing that route because like, it's probably the easier route to go that way. But like, I don't know what's what's going on, like how much time you have to dedicate to this. Like, I don't know the details, like who am I to judge? And, like, it's working for you. And if it's working for you, like, why wouldn't you keep doing it? Right. Yeah. Have you had any experiences where you've been approached by a brand that you're just like, this is not true to who I am? Or, like, how did you combat that to still staying genuine and authentic to your own brand? If I wouldn't use it, I'm not going to promote it. Like, I don't, like, yeah. I'm not going to say I don't care how big the check is. Like, if they came in with the right check, like, <laughs> when my contract is up, I'll talk shit about the brand. Like, if that's the case, like, that hasn't happened yet. But if it were to happen, if you offered me 10 grand for a deal, like I wouldn't really like as long as I'm not doing like that's like outside my morals, I can care less. Like I may not use the product, but like it's not outside my morals, like I'm probably gonna take it. But also like I know how it will affect my future ads if I take something that I wouldn't personally use. So I try to be mindful of that. Like I was on my phone with my agent the other day because like he brought me a deal. I'm like, that's a lie. Like the script, like the script for the like the brand was fine. But the script for the brand, like I'm not gonna lie because like I would lose trust in a future ad that I would do, and that would make all the rest of the ads I would do in the future be worth less money. Yeah, right. So just like trying to be mindful of that, but it's, it's not going inside morals. Like I'll probably take the deal. Yeah, yeah. But also, like I I don't take every deal that I get. It has to be things like that where I could at least find like the product. If it's a product, like, I have to find it useful, or I I would at least try it. Right. That makes sense. I think that's admirable because I feel like, like you said, there's a lot of creators who will do anything for a check and do anything just to, you know, climb their way to the top, I guess. So I think it's great that you're doing it from a morality standpoint. Yeah. It's just like trying to get a check because <laughs> your, your followers can definitely tell, you know what I mean? And the yeah, consumer sure. isn't stupid, especially on TikTok. They know they're very yeah. smart. And, like, followers are probably, like, yeah, like, be in your bag or, like, get that check. So, like, I know they know that I'm doing it for an ad, but also, <laughs> yeah. like, most companies I work with, it's, like, like, I'm do, like I do an, I do work with this company called Dolce Vita, it's a shoe company, and I'm, I'm obsessed with them. Like, I wear them all the time, like, before Love they even reached out to me, like, very big fan. Like, my ads for them, way higher quality than an ad that I, that I don't care about. Yeah, you can pretty much tell from my feed, like, if it's an ad that I don't care, like, you're going to tell that I don't care. Like, you can tell what I'm doing just for a check versus, like, I genuinely care about what I'm putting out there. Yeah. Ooh, Jazz, um, now that you brought that up, what is your dream collaboration, be it brand, personality? Postmates. I am, like, known for, like, ordering Oh, my food. God, that's such a good like, answer. 
um, like, I feel like, like a thought question, like, a good 70% of my videos are probably me ordering food, and, like, I strictly use, po- I mean, I don't strictly, I use po- I think you are ordering, like, Payway last night or something like that. I have Pitchings, yeah. Oh, but that's the thing. It's like, I use them so much. I give them so much free advertising. So I'm always like, I got Postmates. Like, I don't think it would work at me because I'm doing it for free and I have been doing it for free for so long. Um, but like, that's probably like the dream one for me. Just like, I use them so much. Like, I don't even, they can pay me a dollar and like, I'm down. Do you have a person in mind? I mean, it doesn't have to be a social media influencer or content creator. It could literally be like, I don't know, Obama. Like, it could literally, like, who would you like to have? in your toolkit as like hey i connected i collaborated with this person they were a part of my who tanks i love tanks i just feel like tanks for her like being like i think she's like almost 30 or maybe is 30 like she's in her 30s yeah yeah she stays very true to like who she is as a person and doesn't try to be like oh i'm this age i should be this type of thing and i really respect that so I just think like I'm almost 25 like as like I get older and like and as like she like grows in her space she she's stays exactly who she was Mm -hmm. and doesn't lose that and doesn't feel like she needs to be a certain person because she's a certain age she still goes out and like gets hung over and like she's a single friend like all those different things I respect that in her and like I would just like to like have a conversation about like how she got that way and how she makes sure she stays that way and like what keeps her like in that same like area i love that that she does that i've noticed is i think she takes a lot of like not breaks but i feel like she's really good at level setting like with herself and just being like "Eh, i'm not i don't really feel like making this tiktok today or i don't really feel like being on online like remy i feel like remy does that too yeah both pretty good at that so i think that's something that the creators who don't get as burnt out, I guess you could say, it seems yeah, like they take sure. a lot of time for themselves. I mean, let me know if you it, guys don't agree, guys, but that's what yeah, I Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I will say, um, Jazz, it sounds like all of your answers are super genuine. Um, and based off of what Justin's saying, like, what are some things that you do to make sure that you're keeping true to yourself? Um, I assume the goal is to, like, you know, continue to grow and do it full time and, you know, obviously make it big what not that you're looking into the future but what current steps do you have in place that you take to make sure that you're staying true to who you want to be and who you are I go live a lot like I'm live all the time and I think going live all the time like keeps me like grounded because like I'm I'm connecting people that I'm like that are like people I wouldn't get to make money off the app because it wasn't people who actually like cared what I was doing or cared what was going on in my life so like when I'm live, like when people are consistently in my lives, I recognize what's, I recognize their usernames. Like I know what's going on in their life and I can ask the follow-up question. And I think when I get away from that, that's like when I lose like, oh, I'm just a content creator. I'm an influencer. I'm whatever. But like when I'm like remembering that you had hip surgery last week or you and your boyfriend just broke up or like whatever that may be, like I actually care what's going on in my followers' life versus like I'm just showing up and posting a video. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's that's uh, really cool. I kind of want to talk about um, cause what was that moment for you from when, you know, obviously we talk about your first viral video. 
And then at what point, you know, did you start gaining traction and was it like, oh, maybe I could, I could potentially make money about off of this. Like, was that ever an idea in your head? Did like an agency reach out to you? Cause I know you said you have like your TikTok manager, your agency. So what's, what's that like um, on the other side and, and what's that process like? It was a very slow growth. Like I started this year with like 20K and I'm like at 170 now. So like it's been like a slow and steady, like wins the race type of thing. Like it hasn't been like I just one night, it just like I grew a bunch. Um, so it's been like a, a thing that I've had to continue to work at in order to keep it growing. That's been also very important to my growth is like the fact that I've had to actually keep working at it versus like it's not just like coming like overnight and like I'm like awake up, I'm like, oh, I'm good to go. Like I'm fine for a while. Like I have to constantly like make sure I'm doing whatever needs to be done. I constantly look at my analytics and like what's happening, what's performing well, what's performing badly and adjusting accordingly. Um, but I think probably my first big deal I ever got was with ABC. Like they emailed me and they're like, hey, can you do a promo video for this new show we're doing? And I'm like, and it paid me $2,000. And at that time, like, that's a huge, like, that's my rent. Like, that's gigantic. And I'm like, I like started crying. I was like, this is so crazy. And I was like, I, I at that point, I was taking brand deals for 200 bucks. So when oh, they wow. offered me two grand, I didn't even negotiate. I was like, I just signed. I was like, where do I sign? Because I'm like, two grand is so much money. But I'm like, when that happened, I realized I can be charging so much more. Like I'm taking $200 deals for what reason? And I like, kind of realized what my work was like on that, like, like my audience was. And like a month later, like my agency reached out to me and like I signed with them shortly after because they, I went on a trial period with them, but like they were making me like more money than I was making before. And like, I just didn't realize I could actually make money off of the app with the audience that I had. I thought you had to have like a million followers to make money. Yeah. Right. But that was just not the case. And it was because you were real and genuine and just talking about Postmates and yeah. just being yeah. real. Talking about what you ate last night. And I'm like, what better way to make money than just being exactly who I am? Yeah. Like, that's like, I'm just eating and like crying and like <laughs> watching TV. Like sounds like a dream. Was there ever a time where it was like, oh, my God, because, you know, some people have I, I am all on mukbang TikTok. Like, I love it. I, I was, well, that's honestly how I started watching your videos. I was like, because for some people, it's like, why would people watch this? Like, why is it interesting? And for other people, it's like, no, people genuinely connect with it because it's like if this person is OK eating this stuff like judgment free and like other people that like punish themselves or get shit for eating bad or whatever. I definitely see that people like resonate with that. So was there ever sort of like an idea of like, oh, what are people going to think if I'm just posting videos about like me eating and stuff like that? Because I honestly feel like I would sort of have that fear. And I guess it's kind of like a no fear thing. Um, it definitely was a fear at first. I had a really bad eating disorder when I was younger. I don't like to cook. Like if I don't cook, if I'm not ordering food, I'm not eating. I'm not cooking. I just don't. It brings me no joy. And I feel like if it doesn't bring you joy, you shouldn't do it. Um, that's my philosophy. But I started like randomly like I don't even know. I I try to think back to like what my first food video was. I don't even remember why I started doing that, but I just started doing it one day. People would like. DM me or comment like you reminded me to eat you've been helping me through my eating disorder wow. you've been helping me through this and like you don't expect that kind of impact from just like opening what you ordered to eat yeah. and it's so, like it forced me like in a healthy way to keep doing it so I'm like if I'm 
reminding someone that they should either helping them like recover from their eating disorder like that was so hard for me and if, like I'm like an outlet for somebody else like it makes you want to keep doing it so like it really I, that's why I keep posting videos like what I'm eating and yes, to this day I still get DMs from people who are like it's so hard but like you made me want to eat like you make you crave different things and just makes it easier or whatever it may be that's amazing that's so amazing I didn't realize that that would have such a impact on people me neither <laughs> It was a surprise. surprise. Like, first, you know, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> um, but I like, kept having, it was like, okay. And I get like mean comments too, like, don't get me wrong. Like I always get asked like how I weigh what I weigh or how I look, how I look like because of like what I mean. So I eat like absolute shit. And like, that's probably the hardest part for me is because like, I just have such a bad eating disorder. I still have body dysmorphia, all that good stuff. But it's like very hard to deal with those comments. I'm like, on one hand, it's like I'm helping someone, but on the other hand, like I'm having to deal with like the backlash of like, why is it this or like, why is it that? And so it's like a constant like reminder, but it's like, I feel like the benefits like outweigh the bad parts that go with it. It's like where it's not as big of a deal, but it is just something that like I have to like be aware of and like consistently deal with. And how do what? you deal like, because I know some people get a lot of hate on their videos and whatnot. And I feel like your followers are pretty chill. They're pretty nice. Yeah. I got lucky. Like, they're pretty nice. But like, how do you deal with that when you get like negative comments and stuff like that? Like, how do I you try to just go back to the positive comments and like the negative stuff. Like you're sitting behind a screen and you're yelling at me for what reason? Right. That makes sense. So the last question I wanted to ask you before we moved on to our um, segment, Net Net with Nat, um, and Natalie will walk you through a little bit what that is, just so you have a brief overview. Um, wanted to ask, since you're moving, are you, are there, is there anything you're looking forward to in New York? Um, dating, making new friends, going out, like, is there anything you're looking forward to? All three? All three literally all three um i like i like don't date very much like when i lived in, I lived in denver for a little like over a year and i went on two dates full time that i lived there like i'm just not a date dating person but i told my therapist that i was like i'm gonna start dating like when i get to new york so i like got on hinge and i i sent my hinge like to like new york a couple days ago like that's that's my plan so we'll see how that goes just stay out of murray hill and you'll be okay the Patagonia vest with the flex walls. The like, slight Coke problem, you know. Literally. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure you're going to have a great move. Um, you're coming on a perfect weekend. It's Halloween. So that means the streets are going to be wild <laughs> here. So yeah. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us. We're going to transition to NetNet with Nat. Um, so now take it over. Yeah. So, um, just to give you some background, we usually, cause we are all, I mean, mostly me, I love pop culture, Vanessa too. Sorry. I know also, I'm, but like Jeanette's not like a super pop culture person. That's why I said most of us are super into pop culture. So we try to add a little bit of that. Um, so, you know, we like to talk about like, what is just everyone talking about? Like, what is the news right now? Uh, I'm going to take a spin on it this time and just kind of throw it on you a little bit but are there any is there any news that like has recently come out with celebrities that you were like oh my god can't believe it or are there any celebrity couples that you're like obsessed with or that you hate you know lay, lay it on us what are your pop culture 
Stan Hood. Courtney Kardashian, Travis Barker. Like, I'm really into that relationship. Yes, um, Travis. And, like, I just love their family dynamic, and I want them to have kids. Like, I'm just, like, so into it. Like, they just seem so happy, and I feel like Courtney just, like, deserves, like, to be happy, and she seems so genuinely happy. So I'm just here for it. Like, it's, I just love to see all the pieces of it, like, like unfold. I'm not a big Kardashian person. Like, I like low-key because I got added to Skims PR list. So, like, I was pretty excited about that. Um, so that was a big, that was a big deal for me. But I was like really into like watching it like when I was like in high school and I just like kind of fell off like the whole Kardashian thing. But I definitely like follow things like here and there that I get really into. Do you think but they'll I, have kids though? I I saw some article that they were trying to expand, that they want to expand their family. That's wild to me. I don't know where I saw it or what it was, but I know I saw it somewhere. I could see them having kids because she's she's a breeder. Like she just like she's like so fertile. She's so yeah. she like has a whole thing about how fertile she is. Like so, I think yeah. She's and if you've ever seen her like live, like when she had the kids, like even when she had Mason, like that's she true. Just yanked them out of her punani, like it's nothing. Like she was pulling something out of her purse. Literally. So I just feel like I could see it. You know, I could, I could see, see it. it. And she I feel like pregnant. they would have cute kids too. She got pregnant yeah. with Mason on the one night stand she had with Scott in Miami. That was like the whole premise of the show was they like met up one night and she's in Miami. They were broken up. They slept together. And then the end of the season, she gets pregnant. Like it's so, it's so oh, crazy. What a great spinoff. Maybe so they'll adopt Elliot. Addison, you know? I feel like that'd be nice. Literally. <laughs> Addison doesn't adopt need me. to be adopted. Literally adopt me. Yeah. I, wish, I wish Addison would adopt me. Goodness Addison's gracious. doing great without them. <laughs> So who are your favorite like TikTokers then? Have you met anyone that's like great or are there people that you want to meet? I haven't met anyone like really big, but like my biggest like person that I'm like mutuals with on TikTok is probably Rod. Oh, like he's like a oh, working home guy. You know Rod, the corporate guy. Like, yeah. So we're, we follow each other. I never met him, but like we follow each other. Like we've DM'd a couple times. Uh, that, that's like the extent of our relationship like so like the biggest person that like follows me back but i've met like a lot of really good friends through tiktok that's awesome that's really cool actually who would have thought not me <laughs> <laughs> um but to i guess round things off also the piece of news i was gonna share because this is just it's so crazy that this is still happening but i don't know if you guys have heard Princess Mako of Japan has relinquished her royal title because she's marrying a commoner. I saw that on E News. Yes, yes. I was like, what? I didn't read the whole thing yet. I, I literally saw it right before we started recording. I was like, what the heck? Yeah, like, real life but it's story. Like, so they're tearing her to shreds in the Japanese why? tabloids. They're being I don't, so okay, but let me say this. I don't Do know why it's such a big deal. That he would be torn to shreds? I don't think so. Maybe for a little bit and then they'd let him go. I just feel like there's such a double standard with a princess doing it versus a prince. Like, if she in love, I live now, hear me out. I would not <laughs> let go of my princess title. For no no man, period, right? Commoner. Lady Gaga said it. Don't you don't you be out here chasing no man? Okay, chase the coin. And she already has all the coins. She has a crown for God's Wait, sake, no, okay? but he's very but, well off. He's very well off. But she's giving up status. a title now. Now listen, she's just giving up a title, but he's like, would he's, I do it? He's no, very but well I feel off. like if she's gonna do it, let her do it. You know, like she's in love. Apparently, she's moving to the U.S. with him. Like she's like out. You know what? She's out. I feel she's like, like she's going to Megan. 
Literally. When you're born into the establishment like that, like I just the feel institution. like you just want freedom. The institution, the establishment. You just want freedom. Let her be. Let the princess go. Yeah, she's running she's away princess. from Japan. She's over this shit. And the mo- and their um monarchy, I guess, doesn't even run the country. Like I think they're even more hands off than the British royal family. They're just so. chilling. Yeah, she's gonna go live nice. I think she's gonna move to LA. Like she's gonna be she'll live life. life. She'll, she'll be fine. fine. She'll be fine. She'll and definitely become a TikTok her. creator. She'll probably oh, yeah. she's gonna become a TikTok creator. I can't wait for at Princess Mako to follow it on TikTok. <laughs> and it's like them. Well, she's all like they're making it'll just be Mako. They're making the M the oh, that's true. That's true. And then they're making Emily Mariko salmon bowl together, her and her commoner husband. Yes. They just live a perfect life. I just think it's crazy. We're still referring to people as commoners. Like, just, I'm, if someone called me a commoner, us, I guess I am. Yes. I, I honestly, we I'd might be, be a commoner than a peasant. So. I think we are. I don't know. I think they're both funny, the like same thing. Said, so I, I think we're peasants at this point. I think they're interchangeable. I, I'm definitely a peasant in someone's book. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it says she forfeit. She turned down a payment of a hundred and 40 million yen, which is $1.23 million that she was entitled to receive for leaving the imperial family. I mean, listen, I'm telling you that man is wealthy. So she's like 1.2 whatever million is probably like pennies to what she's walking into. So she's like, could she not marry him and have him become a prince or she just doesn't want to deal with it? I don't, I don't think, know the logistics. I don't know the logistics, but I don't think sh- I don't think okay. that could happen. I I don't think maybe damn. they're stricter than like. Yeah, I think the, the rule is equal if you rights. Marry a commoner, you can't be a princess. So yeah, you know what? Maybe that learn. maybe that dick isn't a commoner dick. Maybe that's some royal dick. And you know what? I'm happy for her. I'm rooting for you, Mako. <laughs> Gotta get it how you can. And it, it says her children in the future also won't have any royal status. So okay. they'll, they'll have a nice scandal they can sell. Do you, does it say if her parents are pissed? I'm sure her parents are pissed. Yeah, the whole country is pissed. They're tearing red shreds. Quote from her father. Fuck this guy. <laughs> Literally. Uh, Jazz, do you follow the royal family? Do you care? We did a big episode on the Harry Meghan debacle. So I'm a, I love suits. So I'm like, I was a big Meghan fan. So I was like really into suits. Um, and she's just like black, and I'm like, anyone black, I'm rooting for you. Yes, um, for everyone <laughs> black, jazz. Yes. So I'm like, I'm here for like, I like, I also just like so much like respected like her husband, and, like how much she was like fighting for like her. Like I was just like, that's so hot. A nice ginger she was, like, man. I'll give it all up for you, babe. Oh yeah. Like damn. Alrighty. Well, Nat. That about sums it up. I think we really hit everything. We got the Princess of Japan news, and we got Kravis news. So. There's not much else you can get out of this episode. <laughs> okay, great. Well, thanks again, Jazz, for joining this episode. I hope you had a great time. I know we asked you a lot of questions. So, yeah, I mean, let us know your thoughts. If you have any. Well, I did have a good time. Around. I appreciate you having me. Of course. We hope you come back again. <laughs> Anytime. We'll have to meet up when we're in New York. And yeah. I'm in Orlando. I'll be hitting you guys up. Definitely. Yes. Vanessa's in South Florida, so okay. Miami, Fort Lauderdale. So if you're ever in Miami, I've never been to Miami. Like I want to, like, I think I need to like, live my Miami moment. So that'll be happening at some point. I'll like hop on a plane. Yeah, New York to Miami. You know they call Miami the sixth borough of New York. 
because there's really? transplants. Yes. And it's like a two and a half hour flight. It's so quick. Oh, that's simple. simple. That's easy. Yeah. It's like, boom, boom. We go up and down the coast real quick. So we'll take you to this club called Central and it will literally change your life. Yes. If I'm you here for it. music, you're going to be all over the place so (laughs) all right so to close out thank you so much gossipers for listening to another episode of gossiping the podcast where we gossip while we sip please sure to follow us on instagram and tiktok at gossiping podcast and tune into new episodes or binge old ones on apple Podcasts, spotify iheart or audible we'll see you next week Ciao, bitches. Bye. Adios.